T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. All three engines up and burning. 2, 1, 0, and... Welcome, everybody. We are your host, Rock and Mr. Magic. Unique DNA. This is the Original Jeek Podcast. Gang. I don't see no competition in my face. If we do, then we just move them out the way. I don't even need no money in my face. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me the money when I finish with the game. game. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of the Original Jeek Podcast with your host, Rocket Mr. Magic, and for the first time, a good friend of mine, Pat Rhodes. Pat, welcome to the show, brother. Awesome, man. Pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. No, I'm glad to do it. Why, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, and uh, then we can get moving on. Um, I don't know. There's not much to it. You know, pretty straightforward. Um, you know, big lover of sports. I know we talk about it at work. Uh, you know, kind of sharing a passion for you know, not only sports, a little bit of video games, film, things of that nature. So, you know, we could sit here all night, but I think you're only going to cap me to an hour. So. Yes, right. I capped him to an hour because uh, we have time constraints here. So Pat is a jeek through and through, loves sports, loves games, loves outdoor stuff. He's right within our vein. So first question, speaking of gaming, what are you playing right now? And that can be anything, obviously, sport. I know you play a lot of baseball, softball, you know, video games, board games. What are you playing right now? Yeah, Um I kind of have this problem where I, I got to buy an external hard drive. I'm an Xbox guy. So uh, I got I got too many games to play. I actually just downloaded Forza. Okay. I'm um, actually a big fan of it. I love cars you know, and whatnot. So it's uh, something I can get into. Um, Fortnite, but uh, Fortnite is only with the friends. You know what I mean? I don't. It's a community game. It's a very frustrating game. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, well, how's, it, how's it frustrating you? Um. I mean, there's a lot of updates. Um, it's, um, I think it's another topic with kind of the, that ninja guy and all that. But, like, it's just kind of – it can get frustrating. Um, it's a big game. Some people take it a little bit too seriously at times. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, oh, man. Uh, and plus it can get kind of uh, repetitive. You know, yeah, I, I that's true. Bit, I need a little something else. And an NHL, you know. Okay. Big NHL guy. Start of the season coming up, so I got to get back in the midseason form, you know. Of course. So are you playing Battle Royale only on Fortnite, or did you buy the uh, story mode? Yeah, I I, uh, you, I mean, you can buy the story mode. Um, yeah. I've never played it. Okay. Uh, I've heard it's okay, but, you know, me and my friends, we just kind of roll up the free one, you know? Yeah, the, the, the Battle Royale is where it's at with Fortnite. The campaign is, eh, you know, it's, it's – you can get it, you can not get it. doesn't really change your experience of the game all that much. I can guarantee you that half the people that you just said that don't even know that there is a campaign. Oh, yeah, they don't know there's a campaign <laughs> mode. That costs money. Like, isn't this free to play? Man. Yeah. It's a fun fact of the day there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. Of course. Well, yeah. You know, NHL, I'm a big fan of NHL. Um, it's it's a, been a fantastic game. An overlooked cornerstone of the EA Sports franchise. Um, of the NHL lives, uh, which is your favorite? I mean, I, I have to say the new one. I mean, okay. the new one, um, I don't know if you've got to, to take a look at it or preview it, but there's a lot of, like, my player stuff, right? So it's a very – it's individually based. Right. Right. I mean, I love to play ultimate team. Um, okay. Of, you know what I mean? Like, being in control of your team. Like, I can pick which player I like. 
um, you know, rearrange lineups, stuff like that. But for the most part, I like it. It's like one-on-one stuff. You know, you can kind of make your own player, your career. So I like it. I mean, obviously, because it's the best and the newest one. But, you know, I mean, I can't, you can't knock the other ones. The ones from before that, if you asked me this question last year, it's probably, you know. It would have been last year's. Yeah. Okay. Um, But to touch on that, you know, it, it sucks, man. There's no MLB game for Xbox. That's true. The show is exclusive to PS. Well, that's why you got to stop being an Xbox guy. You know, they, they have, like, no exclusives. <laughs> There's, like, two. All the exclusives are Nintendo or Sony. Yeah. But Xbox has Gears of War, which I, I am a, uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, that is one of their few IPs that, that holds them on because outside of Gears and, like, Halo, which is kind of a dead franchise itself, really not pushing Coming back. Coming back, but right now, kind of in limbo, I should say, instead of dead. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Gears, Halo, you know, Fable, I'm hearing, is going to make a comeback, too. There's not many, you know, individual intellectual properties that you have exclusive on Xbox. It's just, I don't know what they've done, or I should say what they haven't done to secure more exclusivity. It just makes sense to do it especially if you don't have original properties like Nintendo does with, you know, with Mario and, you know, the, in the you know, Zelda world where they have those cornerstones they can rely on. You don't have them. You know, you've got to, you've got to make up with something else. If you don't have that, Nintendo, you know, Sony, at least they had, you know, they had Crash Bandicoot. They signed that exclusivity right. deal with, um, for Final Fantasy with Square. Like they had those ones you had to get, their, their system to have. They even Grand Theft Auto at first. It was only on Sony until it finally became out on Xbox. You have to have something to draw people in more than two or three titles. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I know that Xbox recently, I, I was watching the uh, the E3 conference, right? So a lot of that stuff it coming out with like new and individual games, like it's something to get excited about, right? Like another Red Dead is in the making. Exactly. Um, Halo is coming back. I think it's like what four years. It's been a while. Four. I want to say four years. And Halo Wars doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah, for like an actual. And it's a shame because I mean I'm I'm sure you can relate. I mean Halo with your buddies like. Oh, that was it. It was dope. Yeah. Now Halo was the reason why I bought an Xbox. I wasn't going to get one until I played Halo at a friend's house. I was like, I gotta have this now. It sold me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's something that you know I like to. uh, I mean, it's all right. And again, I, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'll be honest. Like, I can't play the same game day in and day out unless it really, really grabs me. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, like Fallout. There's a new Fallout coming out. That game, in my heart, is a top three of all time. Okay. Well, for me, because I like it, because I can sit down, and I can play it for hours on end. Oh yeah. Perfect rainy day game on a Sunday, no football or something, and you just play Fallout all day. I have to confess, I've actually never played Fallout. Ah, oh, man, I, I recommend it. I mean, it's you got to set aside like a good three days, though. I hear great things about it. I know people that still replay Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Yeah. And, of course, the hype coming out for Fallout 76. Um, I It's one of those games where it just never came across my path. I never saw it like on a sale. Like, okay, let me, let me get it on sale. Let me, you know, just, you know, to try it out, see how it is. I've heard so much about it Um, and everything I've heard has been good about it, but it's never been, never one one of those games where it's like, huh, I never came around to it. I always had something else that I knew I wanted to spend the money on. 
I've got to be frugal with how I you know spend my money on my games. I I got limits because I got kids to feed. So you know I like I'll buy this game here and buy this game here and they'll say okay I'm gonna spend this money on Destiny. Okay I'm gonna spend this money on you know 2K. I'm gonna spend this money on uh, probably another Destiny update because they keep doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was always something else that kind of stepped ahead of Fallout, and I never found a sale where it could be like, I could look at my wife and be like, hey, baby, hey, look, look, it was 20 bucks. <laughs> you got to make time gen- for this. Generally, it's 60, or the deluxe is like 80. It was 20 bucks, okay, you know. And then she's like, okay, I understand. Uh, I just never saw, you know, that much of a discount or significant enough for me to be like, okay, I'll spend the extra you know, 20, 30 bucks or 40 bucks, whatever on sale to get it. Um, I would definitely want, I definitely want to play it though. Everyone's raving about what 76 could bring, how good three is, how good four is. I'm like, okay, I've got to try this game. So it's a, uh, and the, every, I saw people making their custom pit boys, and everything. I'm like, yo, that looks dope. Well, I want to get yeah. into this. And there's a whole world that I don't know about that. Everyone's like, I feel like I'm excluded. I'm like, oh man, I'm not in this. Yeah, I mean the thing. Yeah, and that I would say, get it on, get it on PC. I know Steam pretty much discounts like anything, um, but with uh, you know the, the the updates, the new thing for like Xbox, I know, right? Like you can like they put mods in the game. Um, that yep. was really introduced not too long ago. Um, I personally play through without any mods first, and then when we go back around a second time, yeah, it's it's fun to have. I mean, of course. It won't cheat the game, but it'll change it to make it a better experience. So, so oh yeah, uh, yeah, I would recommend it. You know, oh, it's definitely um, uh, it's definitely on my list. Of course, right now my money is earmarked to getting a Switch before the year is over. But I'm go- <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this Fallout thing happen. Yeah, I would recommend it. Um, I, I I can't I don't think I can say a bad thing about any of them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's high praise. Yeah, I mean, I I just. They're just solid games. I don't know. Have you played Oblivion or? I, I it's been a long it's been a long time, but yes. I think I mean Oblivion is you fight with like rocks and swords. I know some people are kind of into that, but I don't know. I don't know. I just think the Fallout one is not only like the graphics, the setting, um, mm-hmm. just the fact that you can kind of choose different factions and then base off of your choice that will decide the gameplay. I think. Yeah, that's, that's why I hear like people. You can, there's like what four factions that you can choose yeah. from depending on which one you have right you can kind of and again like that's the cool part is that where, where they really get you coming and going is you'll play it once and then you'll be like all right well let's go down and choose a different faction and then replay it and see what happens there right and so it keeps people on it cool well i, I dig that i dig that a lot kind of like uh what you would do if you had like a more of like a Walking Dead style game like that? Like, okay, I'm going to choose to be, you know, I'm going to choose to be with Rick's group, or I'm going to choose to be with the Saviors, or I'm going to choose to be with, you know, that group or that group or, you know, Morgan's group or this group. Yeah, so they they do a good job. I can't complain, you know. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. All my well, we were talking a little bit of obviously uh, previously about the um, the wild card. So I know you've been watching baseball. Outside of watching baseball, what else have you been been watching lately? Yeah, well, it's that's very at this time of the year is I always say, man, it is you gotta love this time of the year for sports, right? I mean, I'm a big hockey guy, like we talked about, and as well as baseball. So playoff baseball is, I think it's the greatest, one of the greatest things to watch on TV. If you're a fan, if you like sports, if you enjoy it, I mean, yeah, I mean, how can you not love it? Um, but it's hard. There's something special about playoff baseball. Even for people who don't like baseball, 
playoff baseball has a special rarefied air, a special feel to it. Yes. September, October baseball. Um, it's when people who just, they kind of, they get sucked into it because the drama amps up the season being so long, the drama is not there, but when the drama finally gets into the game and some of the storylines uh, that occur through rivalries and, uh, and the series that they play throughout the season, when those things come in the head, you see the emotion of the players, you see the managers arguing, uh, you know, getting, you know, pumping up the players, yelling at the umps, people who are casual or not fans at all, they, they, they can get drawn to that. Yeah, and that's something I know in a segment coming up, I definitely want to uh, to touch on with that, obviously from personal experience. But um, actually, we'll love to talk. I actually just started, right, when we're not on sports, uh, I actually finished Narcos on Netflix. I know okay. it was awesome. I, and again, it's that's one of those things where it was tough at first because, I mean. All the Spanish? Yeah, but they, they, they're subtitles, right? So you know, if you're, you know, coherent, right, you can follow it enough. It's pretty easy. Um, but again, I, I kind of, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I kind of like that, you know, not like the, obviously not the drug part of it, but, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like the gangsters, the drug trafficking, right, the the crime, the mystery, you know, what's like, it. you, you want to watch the next episode, but you can't because it's 3.30 in the morning, you know, like, oh. <laughs> right, you got to get up to be at work at 8 o'clock. Right, and it's something that keeps you kind of coming back. Um, but, yeah, it, it, the only bad thing I would say about it is at the beginning it's a little slow. Um, one episode, they kind of do to backdrop the entire storyline. But yeah. after that, it, it, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, Narcos is great. I, I only, I've been watched the second season. I watched the first season, um, and I've it's probably the third or fourth show I've watched on – on, on Pablo Escobar, so it's like um, I've, it's kind of rinse and repeat a bit for me. But I really liked how Netflix uh, made themselves different from other tellings of the story, and it, it's, it is great. It is definitely a a binge show, just episode after episode after episode. It's it's, fan, it's fantastic, well produced, well acted. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Um... It was one, and then going a while back, um, I actually finished uh, Stranger Things. That oh, really good. Stranger Things. That was fantastic. Are you, I'm, I'm kind of surprised because of your age range that you say that. Because most people that I talk to your age, they watch and they're like, eh, it's okay. And I'm sitting there like, what do you mean it's okay? It's amazing. But it's a big nostalgia pop for me because, you know, that was life for me in the eighties. That's like that's me and my homies on our bikes, you yeah. know, riding around town. Like that's huge for me on a nostalgic kick. But I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that that you dug it because most you know most people in their early twenties are like, yeah, it was okay, it was all right. I'm like, but they also didn't understand don't understand a lot of the references, um, or they understand the time frame. Uh, and what was going on in the world during that time to kind of get everything that's going on in the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, because, I mean, I agree, that was me and my friends too, right? So it was, you know, riding around town on your bikes, right? You know, going off, like, playing in the woods, you know, stuff like that, right? So Yeah, be little means, goonies. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, but, like, with, like, the whole, like, scenery, right? It's, like, the old, like, 80s, 90s scene, right? I mean, um the fact that it's another thing, it's another one of those shows, right? So once you kind of get 
you know, with it, like once you know what it's about, you're locked in, right? You're not going to go down. You're, and it's a, it's a cool show. It's like a, it's a, and at the end, you know, not to ruin anything, but it's a feel good show, right? You know, it's Mm -hmm. your ups and your downs. They do a great job of that. And at the end, you know, Hey, no, it's, you know, good to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely one I couldn't stop. I, when I watched it, I started it and I was like, because I'm not a big horror fan, yeah. so I, I didn't want, I was like, eh, if this is like horror, I, I don't want to watch it. So I decided to watch it, and I was watching it with my son, and I think I started it at like, I think I say 8 o'clock at night. And then before we knew it, it was 2 something in the morning. No, actually, I think it was later than that. I think it was like 4 um and he he ended up going to bed there was one episode left and i'm like screw it i'm watching the last episode he he woke up me was mad that i watched the last episode without him like hey man look you didn't have to go to bed but i have i was up all night i won't watch this last episode because it it just had me hooked i couldn't i couldn't stop yeah hey man they, they do a good job of it um you know it has that effect on you right so i mean that it's a cool show. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm not watched everything on Netflix, right? But I was told referrals of friends like, dude, you'll like it, you'll love it, it's great. And at first, I was like, all right, like, what are we doing here? And then after a while, I was like, it, I was like, all right, I stand corrected. <laughs> so, yeah, and like you, Netflix has a penchant for their show starting off kind of slow, yeah. Um, which I don't mind because they tell when when Netflix does a show right, they do really good storytelling, and they start off slowly and do a good job of setting the background and the premise for the story. They did it with Daredevil, they did it with Stranger Things, they did it with Narcos, uh, they've done it with the majority of their successful original programming. So I, I don't mind the slower starts because once they pick up their pace they're hitting it, they're on stride and they're, they're going and it really doesn't, you know, really slow down until, you know, they hit the climax and they're trying to ease you into the potential, you know, the next season, which hopefully happens. I mean, it's already October and outside of that Super Bowl bit, I haven't heard a thing about season three for Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, I heard us, I heard something about it, but you know, it's about time where I should just start trusting Netflix. Like you said, um, and just probably watch the whole recommended Netflix series tab, you know, so <laughs> you know, I'll get on that one. One of these days, I should probably just eat my words and just, you know, go for it. Well, I don't know. I would still listen to the uh, recommendations from some friends because, I mean, they've hit some home runs, but some of the shows have been like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like Marco Polo started out good, but then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really bored with this. Like it just, it couldn't hold me. They've had some of the shows I was just like, eh, uh, I'm not, and some shows I'm just not into. Like, obviously, they make shows for different, um, you know, demographics, so I'm not going to watch the, you know, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or something like that. That doesn't, yeah. you know, that doesn't appeal to me, but uh, some of the shows, and there's some hidden gems, like, um, there's a couple, there's some of my queue people look at it, I'm like, what show is that? I'm like, yo, I like it. It's a cop show. It's good. You know, this is a like a BBC Netflix show. I'm with it. Like, you know, and, and there are some really good quality shows that because they weren't super popular, they didn't do additional seasons of. But there are some, some good ones out there. But every once in a while, they hit a flop, and I'm like, mm. y'all dropped the ball on that one. Like, yeah, let's let's not do that one again. 
Yeah, um, that and it, it's gonna go without laughing. Uh, Trailer Park Boys on Netflix, man. I, I don't think I, I've seen a funnier show. Um, it's for spoiler alert. It is crude humor, a lot of cursing, right? But it's if you're of age, right? Like, of course, watch this. You, I mean, you have a hard time not like watching it to get a good laugh. Um, then there's like you know, like I like to watch Top Gear. Top okay. Gear, awesome. Um, there's a couple other ones sprinkled in there. Of course, I can't think of them. Now, do you watch? Do you watch Top Gear USA or 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 British? Uh, the British guys, the old British ones are cool because those oh, yeah. guys did it right. The USA ones are like, I mean, you're like one for six on every episode. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They just it's it's not the same. You have one solid one, and then you have like six in a row. What are you thinking? You know, I don't cares. You know, right. It gets too reality showish, and then like your stuff. Um, Oh, the, remember when the uh, the um, thirty for thirty ESPN documentaries used to be on there? Oh yeah, yeah, you know, can't go wrong. Yeah, I, I think I rewatched the U like ten times. Yes. I watched you know the my one by my bad boy Pistons probably thirty times. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's the the ESPN thirty for thirty docs are fantastic. And if you don't mind, I might roll into this next one here. The thirty oh, days yeah. is the, the four days in October. Um, the notorious Red Sox comeback. I mean, I'm not a Sox fan, um, but when the Sox were down three to none and forced a game seven and one when they did the documentary on it, that was as a fan oh. and as an oh man, it, I, I I couldn't I couldn't watch it. I'm not even a Yankee fan. I remember watching that series on TV, and I respect the Yankees, and I and I and. I respect I respect them. I respect you know the stand for excellence and but and also you know being from Michigan, I'm a big I'm a big Derek Jeter fan. I was a Derek Jeter fan before like he was famous and popular. So yeah, I, I rolled with DJ. I you know I liked a lot of players they had in those '90s World Series teams like you know Bernie, um, Tino, Paul O'Neill. I, I liked a lot of those players. I loved Del Duque. He was like 98 years old, still pitching. Um, obviously, Mariano, um, you know, any you know, any Pettit. Like I liked a lot of those players, and also the players that they had um, that were former stars that became role players for them, like Daryl Strawberry, Cecil Fielder, who was one of my favorite Tigers, um, Doc Gooden, uh, Knobloch, Wade Boggs, like all these players I grew up watching in the 80s. All of a sudden, you know, like, look, we're going to retire or we're going to the Yankees and try to win a championship. So I like a lot of those players. So I have a respect, you know, for them. I don't like the Sox at all, obviously, since they were, um, you know, AL East rivals before Detroit got moved into the Central. Right. So I, I, you know, don't like them. And watching them, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for the Yankees because I love DJ and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm watching this collapse. And I'm, I'm I'm still shocked that it happened. Like those are those are two things I just can't believe I saw happen. Uh, that and like the and you know the NBA giving Cleveland the championship two years ago. I like, those are just two things. I'm like this is a train wreck. Like how how is this actually happening? Yeah, um, I would say train wreck was train wreck is a perfect word or two, whatever that might be. Um, to describe that series because I, I don't know if, if you recall the first game Boston was, I mean, if the, if you watch the documentary, which I highly recommend anyone listening to this do right. You should do that. Um, 
like Boston was down like 12 nothing. It's like 12.30 in the morning. Yeah, you know, position guys are pitching, and it's game one, and it's at Fenway. Yep. And it's just like getting punched in the gut. And, you know, like you watch the Boston sports right? It's Oh, yeah, you know, the Sox, we're going to suck again. You know, like. That was know, pretty good. <laughs> and you know, they all get, they all are, you know, it's, it's worse than like Philly WIP. Like, oh, my God, you know, like when it's the sky is falling. But, I mean, guys on that team were, you got to, you know, I, I'm personally not a fan of the Yankees, but I respect DJ, um, Bernie, Mo, those guys. Exactly. Um, just from being in the game for my whole life. But, like, uh, you know, like Manny, you know, Manny being Manny out there. Mm-hmm. Ortiz. Ortiz. Ortiz is home run into the night in the 20, 12 o'clock, and we're hitting home runs off Mariano. Like, you know, for them, I think it was a, a perfect storm. And then to blow the doors off the Yankees in game seven was, you know, it's something to remember. So, I like it, that. It, it, was, it was 86 years. uh <laughs> In the making for them, I mean, they've they've had so many heartbreaks, you know, from you know the the ball going between what's Billy whatever's legs and you know Aaron Boone, the most unlikely guy to hit a walk off home run on you, you know, just just so many heartbreaking moments, and then to see your stars, the stars that you were built your franchise upon, Wade Boggs. Roger Clemens go to the Yankees and win title after title. You'll never get that for the life of me. Ellsbury, Johnny Damon, Bob. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. like is it like? I feel as though like, like I said, being like obviously you know like I, I played my whole life. I played in high school. I played in college. I still play. Right, like it's like going to like your most hated team and just like hey, what's up, guys? Like I don't get it. It it would be one thing if like. If you had left your team, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take Clemens as an example. It wasn't as bad for me with Clemens because Clemens spent a several years, a couple years in Toronto before he went to the Yankees. It's not right. like he left Boston and went right to their mortal enemy. You know, I think he won a Cy Young in Toronto. Like he went and he was he in Toronto. I don't think he was. Was he in Toronto? Yeah. You don't remember Clemens in Toronto? Very vivid. Like, I, I just, every time, I'm going to be honest, every time I think of Roger Clemens, I, I just think of him, you know, as a Yankee. Here, I have a, I got a list in front of me. It's Red Sox from 84 to 96, Toronto, 97 to 98, Yankees, Astros, Yankees again. Yep. Yep, two years in Toronto, which he, he pitched really well in Toronto. Yeah. And he won the Cy Young in 97 yes. and 98. I just I, I forgot that he was there. Like I knew he, I knew because I knew he was kind of like a I don't want to say like a journeyman, but he he bounced around to a couple teams, right? So like, you know, you know, you, you play for everybody in the AL East at this time, which it is now. But pretty much, he, he was okay in Houston. I remember that. Oh yeah, and they went to the World Series. Yep, him and Pettit, and then the Carlos Beltran's um coming out party. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Huh? But like, I, but I look at him. I'm like, okay, that's not so bad. But I look, I was like, but Boggs pretty much went. Ellsbury has to be the worst, I think, in my opinion. Worse than Johnny Damon? Oh, Damon's a tough one. The only reason I because say he, because Damon, Donnie Damon went Damon, and won a yes. title there. Ellsbury just went there, but Damon went and won a title Ellsbury, there. Ellsbury? No, he did not. Did I think he did? Ellsbury? Because no. the last one in '09. It's been since '09. Well, didn't they? Didn't the Sox win in '12? That was with uh, no. Well, I'm, I'm saying like, but he left the 
the Sox uh, as much as the Yankees and won a title. Where Ellsbury won a title with the Sox, um, but he didn't win one in New York. I think it's a bigger betrayal to leave because you see that the team that you were on that won two championships is breaking down. Pedro's leaving. You know, Manny's, Manny got moved to the Dodgers. You're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to yeah. go to the Yankees and win one now. Like, to me, that's like, wow. Like, I mean, to me, you're free to pretty much go anywhere you want once you've broken an 86-year drought. But, like, there's got to be a limit <laughs> just when he it comes did. to By the way, Ellsbury did win one in 2007. It was his rookie year. That's when it was, in 2007 with Boston. Yep. And then he got one in 2013 with Boston again. Right. So, in my opinion, because I knew, because I always remember, I always used to, like, model myself as Ellsbury. Ellsbury's a, Ellsbury in Boston was a great player. Oh, yeah. Um, great defensive center fielder, and that's where, that's where I played. So I was like, Ellsbury, Ellsbury's great. And he used to handle the lumber pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, if you win two titles for a team, right, especially a team that's in Boston, I mean, you know, like, why would you go to New York? Like, you just you, – you're supposed to beat those guys every year and you hate them to get to the title. So, why, like, yeah. I would never in my, you know – In your wildest dreams. Like, oh, yeah, like, that's an ideal place. But, hey, you know, money talks, man, and you can see perfect example with Ellsbury. Money yeah. Talks. Well, that's part of that is having, you know, no uh, salary cap when they can throw all the money in the world that they want at you, you know, who, who's going to turn down that money? Cause I don't think Jacoby was worth that money either, but who's going to turn that uh, down? Don't get me started on this. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Let, well, speaking of Yankee Sox, let's, uh, let's go into the ALDS. And what's your prediction to come out uh, for Yankee Sox this year? I have the Sox. Um, How many games? I would want to say, I want to say five. Just because of what we just talked about, right? It's Yankee socks. You know, it's, I mean, um, it's, it's arguably one of the greatest the rivalry. Huh? It's arguably one of the greatest rivalries. It's arguably the greatest rivalry in sports. You've got, it's in the upper echelon of yeah. great sports rivalries. Top three. Oh, yeah. Um, I, w- I want to say five. Um, but again, you know, I mean, you know me, man, from, from talking to each other, right, all the time. I follow it very religiously. The Sox lineup, one through nine, and then plus six guys on the bench, I think are deeper than New York. New York has – It's a tough lineup to, to, to pitch through. I agree. Um, I would say the only reason I say no to New York, they have a very strikeout-heavy lineup. Oh, yeah. Stanton, Judge. Sanchez. Um, uh, Sanchez, very strikeout-heavy. And then – who else? I mean, Hicks is – he's okay. But, you know, you have all that talent and all that money wrapped up. You got to wonder, is it worth it? And then the, New York's pitching is very suspect. Oh, yeah. Has very been, suspect. Has been for the past few seasons. Right. And in the playoffs, I mean, which we'll get to, I mean, a lot of it is – I actually just watched Milwaukee just won. I just watched Milwaukee walk off, turn to my left here on my TV uh, – on the, on the Rockies, okay. They walked off against them. But 10-inning wow. game, bullpen did their job. I think New York has a good bullpen. The starting pitching is what's going to make or break them in the long run. Yeah, it's very weak. If you got into a fist fight, I'd probably take New York. If you probably talked in overall hitting lineup, athleticism, I would take Boston without a doubt. I, I think Boston 
especially on you know, on paper, top to bottom, you look at their pitching staff, you look at their their field positions, they're the best team in baseball on paper. I, I don't know how uh, you, I, I think to that. I, I think they are. I think top yeah. to bottom they're the best. Um I I I would agree with you that the, I say the Sox should win. Yes. But because it's Yankee Sox, anything can happen. Um, and part of the problem, I think, for the Sox is going to be momentum. Um, the, the dramatic fashion, the, the, more there's, the more drama there is, the better it is for the Yankees. So coming into the season with a little bit of drama, getting in and starting to get hot is good for the Yankees. The way Judge hit the ball in the wild card game, good for the Yankees. Uh, that's which does not spell good things for Boston because the hotter they get, the more drama there is for New York, the more things play into their hands. Because even though the Sox have been better, let's say, the past decade than the Yankees have overall, things still tend to play towards the Yankees' hands. Um, and that's not good for Boston. Yeah, um, to an extent, I think. Uh... I mean, I, I finished. What did Boston finish with this year? Like 108 wins? Something like that, yeah. Back check me on that one. I don't know. I, it's it's 100 plus. And yeah. It's well over. Um, I just think that, and again, to not to, to counter your point with momentum, I mean, 108 wins in the MLB, um, that is, I think they set a record. Most wins in a season. Something like that, so yeah. They were close with Seattle. Seattle did it way back. Um well, I just think, ago. you know, like they have like that three-headed monster with Sale, I think pretty Ricky Porcello, he's okay, mm-hmm. and then Price. But to your point, they are mm-hmm. all three very suspect in the playoffs. Yes, which is why Detroit doesn't have Price and Porcello anymore because they couldn't get it done when we needed them to get it done. They they disappeared. Uh, well, Price, Price, well, Price, Price, speaking of cups of coffee in Toronto, Price was there if you recall. I recall that too, yeah. Um, and he had a pretty rough couple of games. And it seems as though, I mean, I'm a, like, you know, I'm a raised guy, right? When Price was in Tampa, he was lights out. And yes, then he, he get to the playoffs, and it's like, where did David Price go? Yeah, it's like, is he still in the roster? Like, where, what happened to David Price? Yeah, you know, I mean, again, I, I don't know. It should be a good one. It's Yankee Sox. It's the playoffs. It's October. So, I mean, you know, you know how it goes. It's going to be – I want to say game five, but I think I think the Sox take it. They have a pound for pound or pound for pound, excuse me, all around better lineup. I think I Yankee, Yankees are too, you know, launch angle, exit velocity, hit the ball out of the park when yep. the sales throwing at you at 100 miles an hour. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, the, the, if to put, throw the boxing analogy, the Yankees are trying to be a heavyweight boxer and just bludgeon you. Yeah. And the, the Sox are actually trying to box and hit you some long, some big haymakers here, hit you with a bunch of jabs, hit you with a couple gut shots for doubles, and and play good defense and, and just, you know, actually box you. Down. They exactly, wear, wear you down. They, and, again, that's that's the thing, man. Like, and, and not just – I mean, I'm not a Yankees fan whatsoever, right? Do they have a good lineup? Yes. Are there some holes in it? Oh, yeah. That, again, they, they got by the A's, right? And the A's, if you watch the game, their whole approach was kind of like a bullpen approach, similar to what the Rays did. And they, have- I have no faith in the A's. The A's have been floundering once they get to the playoffs forever. Back in the, the, the Zito-Hudson 
you know, days where they, everyone thought they were so – they're going to be so tough. Once they got to the playoffs, they couldn't make it happen. I, I, I just have I've, – I have no faith in them. They haven't been dependable in the playoffs since the 80s. It's, it's very hard to be dependent on them, but I can I, – as a fan, you can definitely honor the fact that with the Oakland A's fielding uh, a 40-man roster with $66 million and, and making it to Yankee Stadium – um, I think there's something to hang your hat on there. By no means for Oakland was it a bad season. And if you look at their pitching staff, um, Edwin Jackson, if yeah, you know that name. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like 42, and he's out there throwing everything. Which is a shock. I, I can't believe he's still in the game. Like, yeah, he's throwing, um, you know, it, they, they bullpen games together. And, I mean, Chris Davis is 48 home runs, so. I mean, for them, Oakland, I mean, hell of a run this year. I mean, the thing is they do that almost like every couple of years they do that. And the, and the thing is you've got to come to a point where you've got to stop hanging your hat on making it to the playoffs on an extremely cheap roster. Like, you've got to, you've got to make some moves where you're I, I 100% over agree. the hump. Yeah. It, but it's so hard because, I mean, like we said earlier, um, you know, with Ellsbury, money talks. So, like, would you rather go play for 75 75- or what is it, 750000 in Oakland for two years? Or would you rather go play for the Yankees, the Red Sox? Um, who else? Toronto's got a decent uh, – they can throw some money. Um, Anaheim is suspect of that. Yeah. But, I mean, again, at the end of the day, these guys are human. They have a family. They have kids, right? Yeah, hey, I got yeah. – yeah, so – I don't know. Yeah, to me, like to me, it's on the A's. Like, look, you've got so little, little Billy. Okay, you've, you've proven your system. They even made a movie about it. Now spend a little bit more money. I, I, I don't think it's that. I just think the man has no money to spend. You really think they don't have any money to spend? No. Wow. Okay. Well, that's 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 a, that's a bigger topic. I mean, for you're me. in Oakland. I mean, you got the Raiders there. I mean, they're going to be out. I mean, that'll be that's that's another topic. That'll be interesting to see how that shakes up. Yeah, I I love to dive deep out. on that, but we we will we're running we're running out of time as it yeah. is. So, all right, so real quick, give me your prediction on the Rockies and Brewers. Obviously, we you just mentioned that the Brewers took Game One here. Um, Rockies have a great lineup. Um, Kyle Freeland threw great in the wild card game. Um, he's going to be huge in this. A um, couple other guys, uh, Jermaine Marquez, a pitcher for the Rockies, name not many people know at home. He's a very good, very talented pitcher. Um, if the Rockies can out-hit the Brewers, which is going to be really hard, the Brewers talk when we talk about momentum. Yelich, um, you could probably throw an Advil pill up at Yelich right now, and he probably hit it out of the park. Probably. Right? He's on. He's MVP this year, without a doubt. He had he hit for the cycle twice in a season. I think the atmosphere in Miller Park um, is. Yeah. You talk about momentum, Rockies again, hell of a year, but. Yeah, you, uh, the momentum is definitely Milwaukee's way. I agree with you. I watched their final regular season game against my Tigers, and I'm like, these guys are ready for playoffs. They they looked focused on point, pitching was sharp. The yeah, and these guys they're they're tagging the ball. And Ryan Braun looked like Ryan Braun ten years ago. I was like, okay, he still guys, got it. These guys are serious. He still got it. All right, so Braves, Dodgers, uh, Dodgers. I mean, um. Dodgers are another team. You want to talk about money to throw around? Yeah, well, Magic Johnson's part of your ownership team. You got money to throw around. Uh, I mean, you better hope that the Dodgers win this whole thing because, in my opinion, if the Dodgers don't, it's a total epic failure. 
Oh yeah, you gotta blow up that team after that. Then you spent so much money getting all these guys. If you can't get it done, you got to do something. You gotta change something. They don't get me wrong. They have they have a base. I mean Turner. Turner's another name. He if he didn't get hurt through the season, mm, um, true. he would be in the MVP talk. Um, I know we kind of he went in the DL for a, a little bit there. But you look at the names. I mean, the star power in L.A. I mean, you see guys like, you know, Jock Peterson, great player. Mm-hmm. Um, him, um, Utley's there, which is cool to see. Yeah. And then you get into you know, Machado, Kershaw, um, you know, all these. You, you just look around and you're like, Dozier, Brian Dozier. Dozier, yeah. That's right. But well, they, the, got, they got star power falling out everywhere. I mean, some would say it's an all-star team. But, again, the Dodgers have that pitching staff. If it can hold up the bullpen, we'll see. Um, but, in my opinion, if the Dodgers do not go all the way in winning fashion throughout all the series, I think you traded the farm to get where you are for Machado and Dozier. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of money wrapped up in some guys. I think that if you didn't win last year, you were kind of bridesmaids last year. Again, I think that's – I agree. I think it's time to uh, – I don't want to say – start. I won't say blow it up, but – Make some changes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. And the last division series matchup, we have Cleveland and the Houston Astros, the defending World Series champions. Which um, I can't believe I'm saying that, by the way. I can. Um, this is, without a doubt, I think the best series that you're going to see out of all these we just talked about and maybe moving on. Aside from Yankee Sox, maybe. Um, Probably the best baseball not maybe not the, the most drama. Definitely probably the best baseball. This, this one is going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. I'm not going to give you a number on this. I'm not going to give you a team. Okay. Um, I could see. I mean, I have. I, I. I still think aside from Boston winning, I, it's Houston's to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about an overall pound for pound team? I think the Astros have the best one. Okay. I. I. I can't argue. I think they're really close. I think on paper they're better than Boston. Without a doubt. Um, Altuve, okay. Springer, um, Correa, Reddick is okay. He's serviceable. Yeah. You got guys everywhere. And then you have the staff, which is, you know, Verlander. The ageless wonder of Justin Verlander. He's out there throwing 100. Garrett Cole. And these guys are both eligible for a Cy Young. You know Verlander is like my age, right? Who is? Verlander? Verlander, yeah. Yeah, age is just a number, you know. And when, um, you, when you're, you're in your mid-30s and you're throwing that type of heat, for that long, I, I give it to him. It's amazing. I yeah. wish he was still doing it in Detroit, but yeah, you know. that was a good move by them. But I think with them, and then even on the back end, you know, McCullers, Keuchel, those guys can really throw the ball. Their bullpen is is very good. Um, but he, or, uh, excuse me, Cleveland, um, Kluber, Salazar, Carrasco, Trevor Bauer. Uh, you know, the lineup, Lindor, um, uh, Jose Ramirez. These guys. I mean. Up and down, I think star power overall, that's going to be your best matchup. I would definitely tune into those. Most definitely. I got to agree. It's going to be some really good baseball there. Well, I'm just, I don't know what happened to, you know, mixing up. Why I don't, I hate seeing division teams playing each other in the DS. Like, I like it when they mix it up. You know, I, I would rather, you know, have the Yankees facing the Strohs or Cleveland. You know, I, I I just hate seeing division rivals in the in the first round, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I can uh, I can see that. It keeps things interesting. You know? Exactly. Um, NFL. Uh, 
as uh, as you folks know, unique DNA and myself are Detroit Lions fans. And while we went into the season a little uh, with a little hope, that hope is pretty much gone. Um, the Detroit Lions sit at a wonderful one and three with the one lone win over the New England Patriots, which you would think would give us hope. However, the Patriots have a pension for starting off two and two and then beating the brakes off of everybody the rest of the season. Um, as you have no ties, you could give me an objective point of view with I am obviously clearly biased. Do you think, and I'm calling for this personally, do you think it's time for Detroit to give up on Matt Stafford? Um, if you talk to me after the Jets game, yes. Um, I'm not a big lion. Do I follow the NFL? Yeah, I love the NFL. I mean, every guy loves football. I mean, what are you talking about? Um, uh, it's, it's, they're hot and cold, right? Um, you go out and then you, what do you throw, like five picks? Something like that. Sam disgusting. Donald beat him. He's so-so. Um, and then you go out and then you just kind of manhandle the Patriots. You know? Um, well, however, we have to look at the fact that Matt Patricia is the Lions coach. He knows that offense yeah. and Josh McDaniel inside and out. If there was a team that was going to manhandle New England this year, it was going to be the team that would know them. Like, I, I, while I'm watching that game, um, I watched one of our DBs literally beat the receiver to the spot because he knew where he was going. Right. Like, it was it was clearly unfair. Uh, so, I, I – I, even though I figured New England would come out event, pull out a win just because they're a better team, I figured the Lions had a legit shot to win that game. But all the other games, they like, like you said, they they law they got they got trashed by the Jets in the second half. Jets are not good. And the Jets are not a good team. They're not a good team whatsoever. No, and you know we just got man. I forget who just manhandled us. We just got the break speed off of us. Um, I'll play the homer card here. I don't think Dallas is good at all either. Yeah, we just lost to Dallas, and they're not even good. Go Birds, 100%. Um, <laughs> but I, I just – I mean, looking at it, that was one of the things I had to start on my, my notes here, Patricia versus McDaniels or whatever. I mean, yeah, there's a bit of a little cross-field rivalry. It's like the old scene from Waterboy when he's staring across the field, you know, and he's – Yeah. Yeah, that's there. I think that a little bit of that was going on. Um, but I will say the thing I looked into, the strength of schedule, I mean, they still have a, a good chance for the teams coming up. Um, you can make something of the season. I also still think across the league, you know, people are ready to give Mahomes the MVP. Which um, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's like, really? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. With four um, games in, give me a break. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, that's sports. But, um, yeah, I think with the schedule, I mean, the Bears are, you know. That Trubisky defense never, in Chicago is nice. Yeah, but Trubisky's never going to throw for six touchdowns again in his life. But it doesn't matter when you've got that defense, and then you added Khalil Mack to an already right, good I agree. Defense. You've got to put points on the board. You know, they're they, beatable, though. They they are beatable, but yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't know I, I don't I just don't have I, I like Matt Stafford. He's a good guy. I can't even call my kid anymore. I think he's thirty one now. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a good player. He's got a good arm. He reminds. He reminds me too much of Brett Favre, though. And unfortunately, you know, he doesn't have a Hall of Fame guy to throw to anymore. And I just – I don't see us – we're not getting better. We're, we got better a bit. We made the playoffs. But we are, we are regressing. And to me, we need to trade him while he still has value and try to get somebody to actually run the football because that would be nice. And 
and you know and, and try to build in the draft to try to get a, you know a young quarterback and just and start over because it's I don't think it's going to happen with Stafford and while he has value we can send him to some place who could really use a good quarterback some a team that's on the hump like a like a Miami who's got a pretty solid defense but their biggest problem is their quarterback. Um, Danahill is he is what he is. Exactly, and he, he I don't think he's going to get any better. Um, even though Blake Bortles had a good game against New England, I think Jacksonville could use somebody like Stafford. Like, send him some some place that has assets that we can that that we can get for him, and let him go somewhere where there is a perceived um, value for Stafford that he could potentially maybe help a team get over the hump because he is a very talented player. Arizona, Arizona, another one. Yes. Immediately that comes into my head. Um, Bradford is I I trash. Me or you could go play quarterback better than Bradford. I, oh Bradford is terrible. When he was at the Eagles, he was atrocious. Um, but yeah, I think that you guys. I, I think uh, a name to watch. I, I'm I'm high on that Will Greer kid from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, that boy can sling it. He could yeah. throw the ball. Um, but I think I wouldn't trade Stafford. I would have. I think soon. Um, who's who's uh, who? The Lions backup. I know this. Oh, I can. We have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, oh, who was our backup? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know, but um, you know, maybe like draft a guy and let him sit behind Stafford for a couple of years, right? So when Stafford, you no know, offense here, but when Stafford is, you know, if he does go on the downward spiral, right? You know, we got a guy that's, you know, he's not thrown into the fire, but he yeah. sat behind Stafford. He's learned the system. He knows what to do for a couple of years here. He knows what we're about. And then roll with the youth. Um, the one thing I will say is with the rebuilding thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, me, diehard Eagles guy, they, there was a definite change. And I think that they should mirror it, right? There's some definite change that may need to go on internally. Um, so I think that this should just be time to, you know what, look, let's, it's time to be very proactive with this. You know, it's, there's no more eight and eight or, you know, whatever, whatever we might yeah, go. We this year. Anymore. Yeah. You know, that, that can't happen. I think it's unacceptable and it's, yeah, I, I think that they, for you as a fan, I mean, I wouldn't tolerate it. So we'll see. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's exactly where I am. I'm like, you know what, it's, this is, this has gone on long enough. You know, let's, let's try to, uh, move forward actually and, and make something happen that's a that's a positive thing all right so next we're gonna try to hit up real quick is going back to the gaming world sony announced that they are going to join the retro gaming console war that nintendo has been dominating with the nes classic and the SNES classic and they are going to have the playstation classic the PlayStation 1 Classic specifically uh, is going to come with 20 preloaded PS1 games, Final Fantasy 7, Tekken 3, Wild Arms, Ridge Racer, Type 4 have all been confirmed, as well as Jumping Flash, but the other 15 titles remain a mystery. The PS Classic will start at $100 and will release on December 3rd, which is actually the anniversary of its release date in Japan. Now, 
I own a SNES Classic. I own an NES Classic. I didn't have to pay no hundred dollars <laughs> for classic systems that came preloaded with more than twenty games. I like Sony. Uh, actually, I don't even think this thing comes with a power cable. Like, I think, like, I think you have to buy the power cable separately. No, I'm serious. I, I think that's, it, that's brutal. No, I'm pretty sure. Like, I remember reading the like it say what it says it comes with, and I'm like, hold on, <laughs> what? Um, yeah, comes with HDMI cable, a USB cable to power it, and two controllers. The AC adapter, however, you know, the important part that plugs into the wall to bring power is sold separately. So I'm not spending just $100. I'm spending more than $100 because I do need to plug this thing in. Right. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, for me, I wouldn't buy it. Like, I, I just I, want to play it. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love retro gaming. I retro game on on our on Cheat Nation Twitch channel. I love retro gaming. I own a lot of these games that are going to be on here. And yes, it would be nice to play those games without having to wait for the exorbitant load times that you had to deal with on the PS1. But why would I drop a hundred plus for that? Like right. that experience. That's not worth that much for that experience because most of these games. I can buy now in the PS store and play on my PS4 and not right. and have the same experience. That's what we just talked about. Yeah. So I mean, like, think about all the games early on in our conversation. We're like, you know, hey, Fallout and all this, Gears of War and Halo and all, you know, that game Anthem looks fantastic. All these games come out look great. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars well, $130 to go buy a power cable with that. Um, right. To play something I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it. I just, it would sit there. Do as my PS One's doing now, just kind of hanging out in the corner. Hanging out. <laughs> and I, it's, it's, I, I, to be honest, I think it's kind of a bad move by them. Um, maybe like your your very select few, um, like your old, you know, hey guys, I still like to play play classic games and whatnot. But you know, I just think today's day and age, I'm sure you can back this up. It's just like you know, guys, like what audience would be going after that? Well. <clears throat> As someone who who's a retro gamer, when I heard the announcement at first, cool. I already have other two retro classic mini versions. I can add another one to my collection. So I'm also a collector. However, when I read this, I'm like, a hundred dollars, really? Yeah, right. This no, I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not feeling hundred dollars. And then I realized I got to buy, buy an AC adapter too. Uh, that's a turn off. And then I only get 20 games on top of it. Yeah. And that's another turnoff. So I'm thinking, and I think about it, how many PS1 classics do I play? I do not play nearly as many PS1 classics as I do Nintendo classics or Super Nintendo classics or even Genesis classics. I play those. I play Atari classics a lot more than I play PlayStation classics. I play probably five PS1 classics. And those were, three of those are Final Fantasies. And outside of some Metal Gear Solid and Tekken, that's it. Like, I don't really go back and play a lot of PS1 games. Um, just 
Now, if it was a PS2, that would be different because I would, I would, I still play a, a ton of my PS2 games, but it's not worth that money, and that this is too much. Now, if they were saying, "Hey, this is going to be seventy dollars," and it came with my AC adapter, right? The two controllers. You don't even have to give me an HDMI cord. That's I, huge for me. You know, like you don't have to give me that because I got ton, I got HDMI cords everywhere. I don't need an extra HDMI cord. Yeah. I do need a power supply though. Like that's important. That's a huge turnoff for me, honestly. Like, all right, like let's just say you, you buy it and you go to open it up and you're really excited to play it and you're like, oh, uh, wait, like because hey, I can you go to plug it in and you're like, wait, wait a second. What's going on? Yeah. Well, I can guarantee you that half the people. I mean, not everyone's going to do their research on it. So they're going to be like. Oh yeah, like that sounds like a cool idea. Hundred bucks? Oh yeah, whatever. I see past that. I gotta get a power cord. Like, then I want to see some of the faces of people when they buy it and they come home and they open it up and they're so pumped to play it and they're like, "Oh wait, like you serious?" Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I would be. That would be my reaction. Like, like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, come on. Like, I gave you my hundred dollars for what to go buy something else? No, that that doesn't fly with me either. The last one we'll do for tonight. Is The Walking Dead. Uh, uh, so <laughs> they uh, have announced, AMC has announced, that they are prepared to do 10 more years no. of The Walking Dead. Now, we've already had eight seasons, and we're uh, about to start season nine. So we're is talking about... years? Say what? Is this like real life years or years in the show? Um, I, that's a great question. No, but we're talking real life. We're talking seasons. We're talking at least no. 10 more seasons, which would bring the grand total of The Walking Dead seasons to 19. Um, and that's just for The Walking Dead. They haven't said how long about Fear the Walking Dead, which has given us, of course, additional Walking Dead. I, I like The Walking Dead, but this is asinine. I, I just, like, that's like, uh, you know, like we talked about, like, Lost. Like, y'all were lost for five years like yeah i it's hard as a viewer like we we touched on it earlier with these shows they were still lost yeah and it's after a while you're just like all right there's other stuff i can do on a a tuesday night and watch these people be lost again for the fourth year it's like a waste of time um you know we talked about the shows earlier like you get into them you watch them it's like you're in and out in like a couple of days if you really stay on it and then you're you walk away satisfied there is no possible way, right, that I could get into any, like, 10 years. Like, how? Like, how can anyone get into that? Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how people will still watch The Simpsons after 20-something years. Like, I, I think, I don't, like, you've got to be on material. No, that's a sitcom. It's a different format. And it's definitely not set in a, I mean, it's a cartoon. You can do so much with it. It's not set in a post-apocalyptic world where three quarters of the population is dead um, or, or zombified. Right. And you, there's only so much you can do in that type of world. You're limited, you know, into what you can do. And if you think about it logically, you've got to find, like, you've got to either have a cure or find a way to, you know, keep yourselves surviving and growing and you know keep a way to 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 survive because and to die and not you know cause a 
an outbreak inside your community because everyone's affected, infected. So it was like, well, what? that just gets old. Yeah, and, and, and you're going to rinse and repeat way too many times. And not that, and the story's been great. You've got great characters in, you know, unique communities that, that they've, you know, portrayed with Ezekiel and the kingdom and, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the governor. Like, there's so many great characters, but you can also, you can also only do so many different subcultures that you can, that you can show in this type of format. Before it's like, okay, well, we, we've seen that. We've seen the crazy leader. We've seen the people that don't want to get involved. We've seen the people that are denying reality. We've seen that already. So it's like, what, what more are you really going to show us that you haven't already shown us in nine seasons? Yeah, it, I mean, unless, I mean, we could be wrong. Um, I, I personally haven't really kept up with it too much. Um, I watched it at the beginning. It was cool. And then even for me, like, after season, like, three, and I was like, ah, oh, like, it just gets like, like you said, rinse and repeat, like same old stuff. Like you walk into a scary house, there might be a zombie there, there might not be, and then you get out, and it's just like, ah, you know, like yeah, but the jump scares are so predictable now. It's like, oh, oh wait, yeah, there it comes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just like it's if not like you should like they were better off making like a movie or something about it, holding this idea off, and then like. But you know that's that's why they that's why they pay those people the big bucks, not me. I just I find it hard <laughs> to ten. I mean, think about what you've done in ten years with your life. A lot. Yeah, like, I, and watching The Walking Dead is just not you know. And every what is it on once a week, once every two weeks or whatever, once a month. Oh, the, the season's on. It's 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 weekly. Yeah. I mean, unless it's a family tradition or something for some people, then, like, great. But, like, if you're big into it, then I don't know. But I don't know. It's For me, I would rather, you know, watch a baseball series or a sporting event where it's something, you know, it's going to – or or play, uh, you know, Xbox or something. Something's going to be different. Like, it's going to be fun rather than, oh, man. Yeah, this again. I, I, was, I was very staunch as a supporter until – probably midway through the seventh season, once they started splitting the seasons in half, I'm like, you know what? I hate that. Like, you know what? Just give me the full season. I hate having this, you know, mid-season finale. And I know there's no mid-season finale. You're just going to break it up because, you you know, you're trying to milk your advertising dollars. Like, that just, that crap pisses me off. Well, maybe so, they're going to do that. Maybe they're going to break up three seasons over ten years. Maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to sucker punch us and, yeah, hey, now, hey, look, we were wrong, Maddie, And they're going to, <laughs> two seasons over 10 years and you know i mean I, who knows um that, that's uh, again, give, give me 10 more years of game of thrones because there's enough there's enough content there for 10 more years of game of thrones there's not enough content and the amazing graphic novels that are the walking dead there's not enough content for 10 more years there you there's, promise there's, not to get mad at me you're gonna say you've never watched game yeah, of thrones i've never dude you are we're i'm so going to have to do a like a walk a watch along like game of thrones is freaking amazing yeah if that's not going to keep me from not coming on again it, like no that's not going to keep probably me shouldn't have said that you know no, no, shot no. myself in the foot bro but my, my co-host who i love dearly unique dna that's my man's in them he's never watched an episode of star trek and we are a sports and geek podcast he's never watched star trek like 
He's watched Star Wars. He's never watched Star Trek. So trust me, you not seeing Game of Thrones, they're going to keep you off of nothing. You're good. Yeah, all right, all right good. All right, cool. I, just, I had to come clean there because I've heard, I will say, I've heard nothing but great things about it. But, oh, my God. Uh, so good. Yeah. That's what you, I heard. You need to see, you need to see some of before the last season starts in April, like bro, you 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 seriously? I gotta get with it, man. You, I'll, I'll hook you up with the first couple seasons. We'll we'll make this happen. Yeah, you gotta help me out here, bro. We got you. All right. So, thank, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Original G Podcast. It was my pleasure to have my friend Pat Rhodes on here, and I hope you enjoyed Pat's point of view on gaming and sports and we would definitely have him again hopefully next time you need dna can be on here well as well and we can enjoy past presence but pat thank you again so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it and everyone thank you again for listening follow us on all the socials at Jig nation and until next time peace <laughs>